Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. We have here a podcast where my goal as your host is to interview some of the coolest entrepreneurs out there from a whole variety of different backgrounds who are going to expose you to ways to create your own path in the world. Most of the people who I think listen to this show are either entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, small business owners, or people who have a desire to go down that path. So what I try to do here is just have conversations, like I'm having a beer or a cup of coffee, with people who are living the life that so many of us want to do. I have spent the last eight years working as a professional speaker and a consultant and a professional master of ceremonies, but I spent the previous 15 or 20 years dreaming that I would be able to do that. And I wish I had had the opportunity to be exposed to people like the guests that we have on this show. And today, I think you're in store for a treat. Today's guest is Vin Zhang. Now, Vin is somebody who I saw speak at the National Speakers Association. He was one of the featured keynote speakers on the main stage, and he rocked it. But what's really impressive is how his backstory of sort of starting out, going down that corporate path, and realizing my ladder's against the wrong wall, how he realized the time was now that he had to shift and go do different things. And now he's one of the most booked, one of the most talked about speakers in the corporate and association world. So I asked him, hey, will you be a guest on the show? And what I loved about it is he didn't even think about it. His answer was yes. And I think great entrepreneurs love to say yes. So Vin, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Yay, Tom, thank you. Man, I love the title of this podcast. It's bloody brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I do. I think entrepreneurs, you know, we live in a world where the rock stars of today are entrepreneurs, and they're all doing cool things. And the more people I meet who have their own business, the more I realize we're all different. We all have our own ways of doing things, and there's not one right way. And so I think it's cool, so I called it Cool Things. Hey, tell us a yeah, little Yeah, <laughs> no, I love it. Tell me a little bit more about your business. I mean, you're, you've got a production company, you've got uh, uh, an online platform, you're a magician, you're a professional speaker. Who is Vin Jang and, and, and what do you do for a living? Yeah, well, I think I can sum it up in five things pretty simply. I mean, in the common spirit we both have about boring and long introductions, I run an online magic school. It's called 52 Cards. And I've got a video production business called Luminary. I speak. And I run communication workshops. And, oh, and the last thing I do is uh, I'm a husband and father. Uh, I was just going to so, say, I know you have yeah. a young. I know you have a young child. You just have one. Yeah, just well, I just had one. I'd like five, but my wife told me not to touch her right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, because my son, he's only three months old. <laughs> well, that's that's uh, that's amazing. Well, he's three months old. You know how cute he is right now. You know how adorable oh, when you look at him. I know he's. He's amazing. All he does is eat and poo and sleep, but it's fantastic. So I have two. I have two kids, but mine are a lot older. Mine are age twenty and age fifteen. And so I always tell people when they're when they're a new parent, look at how cute they are and enjoy it because they grow up. <laughs> they grow up and turn on you and ask for a lot of money, and then they get accepted to one of the most expensive uh, colleges. They get expected accepted to one of the most expensive colleges in America, and you got to figure out how to pay for it. So uh, it's a long way away, but it's coming, man. 
Well, hey, thanks for the for the morbid foresight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what led you to being an entrepreneur? I know from having seen you speak that you know you you sort of started off and went to college and sort of went down that path. What led you to mm. break away? Give a little of your background. Yeah, well, it's mom and dad. So mom and dad are refugees from Vietnam, and I think my my love for entrepreneurship was was uh, kind of kind of created and built through adversity. So it was through not having much, not having a lot of resources that kind of made me feel drawn to the world of entrepreneurship. And mum and dad were entrepreneurs since they came to Australia. So, you know, they opened one of the first Chinese groceries in South Australia and they, you know, now they own groceries, pharmacies, restaurants, property. So my dad and his seven brothers banded together when they came to Vietnam and had nothing. And I kind of watched them build something amazing out of nothing. And, and that was my entire childhood. Every weekend was at the pharmacy, stacking shelves, was at the groceries, mopping the floors. And, and, and because of that environment, I, I picked up a lot of the skills that made sense for me to be an entrepreneur as well. That, so, that's, that's awesome I, that, you had, that you had that example of, of your parents building something. I think a lot of us you know, are, are in this without having that type of a foundation. So I think that's great. But you went to college and then decided that you were going to go a, a different route. How did your parents take the fact that you were going to spin off? I love this story. <laughs> yeah, I, I always say that I was supposed to fulfill the Asian prophecy <laughs> and become uh, – because I was doing commerce and law. And, you know, every other one of my friends was doing commerce and law and, and medicine. And, and I dropped out with, in the final year with six months to go. And, and I did that because I, I remember sitting down, I was doing work experience um, at one of the major accounting firms. And the accounting owner came out and said to me, you're in the wrong career path. And in six months time, I'll either fire you or you should leave. And, he didn't, and very quickly, I remember him showing me his hand and saying to me that I now have arthritis, I'm 70 years old, I own this firm, but I love piano. I haven't played since I was 30. Mm. And the sacrifice of it is not worth it. I trade you everything you have, your youth in a heartbeat to do it again. Mm. And I, I said to him, can you go home? Can you come home to my house and talk to my dad? <laughs> and he did, which is the longest story, but the, he, he completely changed my life because he helped my dad see something my dad couldn't see himself. And that was, Life is not about security. Life is not about just money. It's about being happy. And because my dad came from a world of scarcity, the, the, the first thing he desired was safety and security. And I think, you know, he was blinded by that for, for, for many years because of what he's been through. So, you know, after dad had the conversation, he agreed. And he said, you know what, I, I see where you're coming from. And, you know, I cried a lot as a kid, which, which helped a lot. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great way to get, get your way to cry. <laughs> As a grown-ass man, I might uh, add right there. 20-odd <laughs> years old, just crying, Dad, I don't like this career. But again, the important part of that, to make it relevant for everybody else, is I, I wasn't afraid to show my parents how I actually felt. You know, if I, if I felt like my life was just crap and I didn't like what I was doing, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't try to lie to them. I didn't try to hide it from them. I showed them. This is how I really feel. I, I really dislike this dad. I really dislike this mom. And and uh, gradually, they uh, they understood. So. so you decided to go down your own path. And of course, the first path most people think of when they leave commerce and law is let's become a magician. So what happened next? Oh, clearly. clearly. <laughs> well, because during university, Tom, I was making more money as a magician than I would as an accountant or a lawyer. I was being paid 1500 bucks every Friday and Saturday night 
to perform at networking functions, just close up magic. And to me, like making two, two, three grand a weekend, I just thought, what, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I work like six hours and I found an incredible ROI. I don't want to do law. That's boring. You can get a robot to do that. <laughs> like you don't need a human being. So I just, I really felt like, it was, you know, it was either fun or misery. <laughs> and it just kind of made sense. I'd, I'd rather have fun. So now a big chunk of your business is you're a professional speaker, and we were talking before the interview that you you never even knew that business existed until about five years ago. Right. So what happened? Yeah. What happened that led you into to being this amazing international speaker? Well, I, I, I was fortunate enough. My team and I were fortunate enough to win an award, um, Young Entrepreneur of the Year in Australia, and then they got us to they got us to do a 15 minute talk, and I was like, crap, 15 minutes. What the hell am I going to talk about? And then when I got on stage, I I wasn't very good, but I fell in love with it. Mm. I was like, wow, this, that felt amazing. You know, like, cause you get the few people who come up to you and say, wow, that was, that was really awesome. That was really inspiring. And I've never felt that kind of fulfillment before. I mean, I felt the financial fulfillment. That felt great, but this is, this was like food for your soul. And after that, I got a few people who reached out to me and said, Oh, Hey, would you speak here? Would you speak there? And that's when I, that's when I realized that speakers don't only get a bottle of wine, that this could actually be a career path that was just hugely rewarding in every sense. And when I discovered that, I just, wait, I, I lost my mind. I could not believe that this world existed. Like, I felt like the world of speaking is more of a secret than the world of magic. Like, no, I, it just, like, no one knows about it. And then I started asking all my friends, hey, how do we become a speaker? No one knew. I was like, what do you mean be a speaker? Like, you can't be a speaker. There's no such thing. Like, no one knew that this world existed. So, Well, and there's not like, the, there's, not like there's not yeah. like the speaker's castle either where there's like a secret club that everybody knows about that they can belong to, right? There's, there's the yeah, magic and castle. That's how secret it is. <laughs> <laughs> there's not even a castle that we the can magic, go to. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, the magic castle is not very secret. Right. It's, it's actually quite... Yeah, it's, it's not secret. Everyone knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> so you have really done a lot in the last five years to raise that career. And I think not just for people who want to be speakers, but for people going into any industry, I think you have a lot of advice that you can share on how do you take the fast track to success in, in any industry? What are some of the things that you would tell people who want to start their own business? How can they fast track yeah. from, from zero to 60 or zero to 80, maybe in your case, real quickly? One of my good friends from San Francisco gave me this concept that I, he shared this with me about 10 years ago, and I love it. He, he says, I want to live a thousand years. And I'm like, what? You're a fool. That, that pill, that elixir does not exist. <laughs> and he says to me, okay, well, every time I read a book, I can live 20 years. If it took that person to write that, 20 years to write that book, I've just lived 20 years. So when I wanted to become a speaker, I thought, how could I live 500 years in this space, 200 years in this space in the next six months? Mate, I went to Amazon. I bought the top 30 books in the world of speaking. I consumed it all within six months. I blueprinted the world because I, my mind works like that. It's just essentially, oh, speaking is like a magic trick. There must be a method to the madness. Let's go read the method. And I just mapped it out. So if, if you want to start a career path in the pool cleaning business, go buy 30 books on pool cleaning, the best books on Amazon, read them all, blueprint the industry. And in six months, you'll know more than most business owners who are in the business for the last 30 years. And to, to me, it's just that, though it's simple, it's not bloody easy, it's bloody hard. It's, it's, 
but treat it like a university course. Treat it like you're cramming for the next six months for this incredible exam that's going to dictate the rest of your life. And that's what I do. That's, every time I do something new, that's exactly what I do. When I started my video production business, bought 30 books on video production, read them all, and blueprinted the industry. I think that's, that's – we don't have to make things complicated. As human beings, we always want to make things complicated. Well, I it tell- could be simple as that. I tell people all the time that one of the best things you can do for any entrepreneurial job or any job is mm. look at look at who's the most successful and then reverse engineer their career. Now, you have to take into effect that what they did 30 years ago may not work today, and you have to take into effect that they might have a different topic than you or, or a different product than you do. But if you take enough people and reverse engineer what they did, whether it's through books or whether sitting down and having coffee with them or just studying them from afar, if you do that with enough people, you're going to start to see patterns. I mean, I didn't invent this phrase, but I think it's so true, and that is success leaves clues. So if you start looking yeah. at who's successful, you're going to sort of find that roadmap. And one of the things that you've done a great job of, and and you sort of touched on it that you own a video production company, is in the world of 2014 through 2017, video has become a big deal. So how have you used video as part of your marketing strategy? It it took us a long time to come up with a tagline for our video production company, but we we came up with amplifying the best parts of who you are. And, And that's essentially what video allows you to do. So we we live in a world now where, you know, you are what Google says you are. You are who YouTube says you are for our speakers. And and I think it's important to to ensure that we're amplifying the best parts of us. The the reason why you're not being booked as a speaker, the reason why you're not being hired as an accountant, you know, is, is because people can't find you. And you have to understand how people look now, what people desire for when they're looking. And I think depending on what industry you're in, you have to be really sensitive to that. So for me as a speaker, I knew that as a speaker, my main thing is speaking. I'm a performer. I'm on stage. I'm speaking. It's a performance craft. So if I don't have great view out there of me doing just that, how are people able to test drive me as a speaker? I mean, I think one of the most valuable things I learned was that the way the salesperson in, in the car uh, in the car industry gets you to buy the car is they get you to test drive it that brings you really close to buying the car because now you've experienced it. So how can I have people experience me and my business before they even hire me? So that's always been the goal. And and video has always been the vehicle that allows us to do that. It's just, we have to learn how to use it on today's platforms to get noticed. So I want to go back to the tagline of your video production company, amplify the best parts of who you are. I think the audience needs to, to just take a minute and sort of breathe that in because amplifying the best parts of who you are is, the, I think, one of the best piece of, pieces of advice that we've ever had from anybody who's been on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Because none of us are perfect, and not, all of us have flaws, and there's, there's, all of us have quirks, right? I, I, I talk to my kids all the time that in dealing with human beings, we tend to get really judgmental. But if you go into it realizing that we all have quirks, just accept people for their quirks as long as they're not – you know, horrible quirks, you know, accept people for that. And, you know, I mean, we live in a world where there's a lot of horrible people don't accept, you know, bad shit, but uh, stuff. But, uh, you know, I do think that if, but then as a, a business person, what you need to do to put yourself out there is exactly what you have as your tagline. And that is amplify the best parts of who you are. So, so go a little deeper on that for me. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, the, the, it's like if I've got a one-hour talk, let's just use the direct example of the water speaking. I've got a one-hour keynote. I've got two, two keynotes. 
I'm not going to show you the, the world my entire keynote because we know that attention is expensive. So to me, I pick the best parts of my talk to share. And I think we live in a world now where we're so afraid of giving away things because we think, oh, if I give away the best parts of what I do, then I'm giving away everything. I'm like, no, that's not the case. The very line amplify the best parts of who you are means to give away the best that you've got. So whatever it is that you have in your business, and I've seen businesses in the pool industry, and I use the pool example because I've seen them do it, where these pool business owners, they clean pools and they literally give away information that help pool owners not have to use them. And it's like they're disrupting the entire industry. All these other pool owners are so angry at them. But think about who, because they're amplifying the best parts of the value that they can provide, the literally the best parts of the value that they can provide, all of a sudden now when people need supplies, they go to them. So, so to me, it's, it's stepping away from that mindset of, oh, I can't give away the best stuff. Because I, I believe in every single industry, there is a lot of bullshit value. <laughs> Meaning there's value that is just, it's, it's stupid, it's lame. Yet we, we give it away because we want, because, people, because our customers don't know any better. But they do. They do. You know, I think it's, it's way more powerful for us to give away actual value, the best parts of the value that we have, and show the best parts of who are by doing that. That's how you win. Not, not by keeping the best things close to your chest. I just don't think we live in that world anymore. No, I think I think you're right, and I think that I think that people need to to step back and and actually realize that the more you give away, the more you get back. And the same thing is true with helping other people. I mean, I'm a big fan, and I've taught for a long time. Sort of the power of relationships in business. I don't think anybody sort of gets ahead being the lone ranger or or John Wayne on the horse by himself. I think we live in a world where we're interconnected, and and people are so important. So how do you think, how important is your network and networking within an industry if you want to excel? What have you done when it comes to sort of relating to people? You know, I, I think it's massively important. I, I think networking just has that kind of feel where people think it's, I'm at a place, oh, here's my business card. Here's, <laughs> thank you for your business card. And then we're just trying to sell each other stuff. <laughs> I think building relationships is everything. I am where I am also because of relationships and to build a good relationship, be the, be, be the person that gives 51%. Always, give, always seek to give 51, 52%. And I, I think that's, that's how you build really meaningful relationships, is always try to be the person who's giving more. And then what you'll find is you'll surround yourself with people who are always trying to give you more. And then now you're in such an incredibly abundant place. And, and I think that's, that's kind of been my, just, just my thought process when I, try to build relationships because like, I'll give you an example, direct example of what happened just three, four days ago. I was lucky enough to like, I'm, I'm so fortunate to be friends with Adam Chaya who created Siri for the iPhone and he has incredible networks. And over the weekend, he was able to spend four hours with David Copperfield and he invited me to up to Vegas to spend four hours with David Copperfield. Wow. I wouldn't have had that opportunity if I didn't know Adam, but I wouldn't have that relationship with Adam if I didn't care, care. You know, like I, I go out of my way to do things for people that I care about. And I think that's how we have to think, even when in business. Like, don't just think of them as your customer or your supplier. They're your friend. And I think having that personal touch is everything. Or if you just keep it professional, then uh, the relationship's pretty black and white. It's pretty, I think it's boring. I, I like to have more in-depth relationships with people. I enjoy that. 
Well, and and I think that I mean I'm sitting here kind of in awe because I'm I'm just thinking about if you're a magician getting to spend several hours with David Copperfield yeah. must have been I mean that must have been a, a lifetime dream come true, and it came it was ab- emotional yeah I would imagine it would be I mean it would be awesome but but at the same time it came about because of a relationship not that just sort of happened because of networking it was a relationship that was cultivated because you did find mm-hmm. ways to to be of value to your friend over time and so of course when he had this opportunity he's like well let's give value back. And, and I think that's the way not only the world should work, but I think it is the way the world actually works. And one of the things I teach people, because lots of people, you're right there, networking has this bad uh, connotation to it. People have sort of hijacked the real meaning, mm-hmm. which the real meaning of networking is just the creation of long-term and mutually beneficial relationships between people where everybody involved finds more success. So when people tell me, oh, I don't like networking, I ask what what part of long term mutual benefit mutually beneficial relationships don't you like? I don't understand. I and, love that. Yeah, and they come back and they go, oh, but I don't like the phoniness or the schmoozing. Or I go, that's not networking. That's phoniness and smoozing. That's just that's something <laughs> entirely different. But the real meaning is creating those long term relationships. So when people are going to go to a conference, I always tell them, don't show up thinking. What can I get? People try to do an elevator pitch where they're like, here's who I am. Here's why I'm cool. Here's what I need. I go, go into the room not thinking, how can I meet someone who can help me? I go, go into the room thinking, I got to find someone who I can help. I got to refer. So I got to find something about somebody so I can refer them to my clients. And it's going to come back. So so this year, I'm having the biggest year I've ever had in my career as a speaker by a, a, so far a sizable amount. We're only up to August, but but I'm I'm well above the past years. And, and the past years have been good. But one of the reasons is 25% of my new business this year has come from referrals mm. from other speakers. And at the National Speakers oh, Association, nice. I was talking about this and somebody said, how come? And I said, well, God, I've probably referred 100 people to gigs over the past seven years. I probably have referred a hundred other people to paid working speeches because my past clients, they don't want the same keynote every year. And if I'm not booked through a bureau, I tell every client, hey, when you're looking for next year, I know really cool people. I know Vin Jang. You want a good, you know, you you want a great speaker. You know, now I can, now that I've seen you speak, I can tell people about you. And that's what I do. And over a decade, almost a decade, eight years, it's just now starting to come back to me. And people are like, oh, but eight years is a long time. Well, it's a good thing I started eight years ago or I wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have it this year. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love that you believe in that. You know, I have this kind of metaphor that my, my dad taught me. You just like never stop planting seeds. Hmm. Oh, and what like he means that. by that is, you know, some seeds, take, some seeds take eight years to germinate and grow, but some will take two days. But it's, it's, you know, don't count the days, just plant the seeds. And you're right. Some seeds do take eight years to germinate. And the problem, I think, in our society today is everybody wants to plant the two-day seed. Oh, yeah, sure, I'll be nice to Vin. Now, what can he do for me tomorrow? And, (laughs) you know, and then they get disappointed and they get disenchanted with relationships and people. So I I think you're, I think you're right on to something there. Hey, Vin, I've got a couple. Yeah, I've got a couple. I've got a couple more questions for you. But first... I gotta, sure. th- I gotta thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and the guidance so that you can sound amazing. 
Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can just focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Vin Jang. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Vin, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is the coolest, most interesting thing you're doing in your businesses right now? The, I think the coolest thing is really subjective um, because for me, the coolest thing I'm doing right now is doing my workshops. I, I really enjoy running my workshops. I've, I, you know, I, I originally started as a magic teacher teaching on a magic school that I created online. And, and to me, the, the common thing, the common thread for me is that I've always loved teaching. And now, as, as I started to build my career as a speaker, I started to realize the one thing I love teaching more than anything is communication. I, I, it's not, I want to teach people how to become speakers. That's not, that's not what I want to do. But to, to me, I just want to, I want to teach people how to communicate because like video, your voice, how you speak, how you communicate is how you can amplify the best parts of who you are to everybody you meet, to the rest of the world. And what, what, I, what I've discovered is, Tom, so many people have this wonderful instrument, yet they've never learned how to use it, their voice. And, and you are your voice. Your personality is your voice. When people go, whoa, you've got such a great personality, they're complimenting your voice. Hmm. So to me, it's professionals, entrepreneurs, everyone in the world, if you've learned how to play better music with your instrument, you will be heard. And if you don't consciously learn it, then you'll just end up with a piece of equipment that isn't fine-tuned and the noise will drown you out. So to me, that, that's the space that I'm really interested in because I've, I've learned from great teachers and I've seen the transformations. So it's cool and exciting because people who thought they couldn't play their instrument mm -hmm. You know, six months later, discover that they have a beautiful instrument. Well, and an having incredible instrument, and having seen you live on stage, and now speaking to you over the phone for this interview, you know, one of the things about you that really stands out, both from the on-stage performance and this interview, is your enthusiasm does come through in your voice. I mean, that's the thing that I get is that your enthusiasm, your sort of love of life, and 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 wanting to to be successful, but also wanting to have other people be successful, it comes through, but it's coming through in actually the tonation that you use. So is that sort of the stuff that you, yeah. help, that you help teach people in these workshops? Yeah, exactly, Tom, because it's what, what you're saying there is it's so interesting to me because, you know, the, the, the whole enthusiasm, that's just a, a specific type of melody. You know, that's a specific type of use of volume. That's a specific way that I talk. That's all. So all this can be taught. All this can be learned because people think, oh, I'm born with my voice. That's it. It's over. No, no, no. Speaking, the way you speak is a behavior. It's a behavior. It's, it's, and then behaviors can be changed. It's just that if you haven't consciously developed a behavior that is beneficial to you, then you just kind of end up with whatever your environment is. So, you know, for men, they tend to be really influenced by how their father would talk, the male figures in their life would talk. And then the same thing with females. If they work in a male environment, they're going to find that they, they speak with a lower pitch because if, if we don't decide and, and, and make that conscious effort to learn how to play this instrument, your environment is going to tune the instrument for you. And most of the time, it, it lets people down mm. dramatically. So, yeah, so like, like you said, it, this is all just a behavior. It's all a behavior that can be learned, and it's, it's something that 
can definitely be changed. So how does this workshop, if people are interested in this, and I'm sure somebody's listening right now going, whoa, I want to know more about this. Where, where are these workshops? Are they public? How do people find out about them? Yeah, I, I run them in Los Angeles. I, I do have an audition process for them only because um, I, unlike other workshops out there, I learned a lot about class composition and I only ever take a class of 50 at a time so that I ensure you have the highest quality people that are in the same class as you, that are in a similar position as you, so that we don't waste time going from you know, super beginner to super expert and to in between. To me, to me, again, the audition process helps me create a more streamlined process. So just jump onto my website, vinjang.com, which is V-I-N-H-G-I-A-N-G.com. And uh, yeah, check out the workshops there. No, that's awesome. So the last couple of things I ask everybody who comes on the show, the first one is, I think that entrepreneurs, I think they're great observers. And clearly you are with your whole methodology of, of trying to read 30 books and reverse engineer everything. So I always ask people, as an entrepreneur, we could talk about Vin all day long and all the cool things you're doing with your various companies and with your career. However, I think it's very interesting to find out who you admire. So who is an entrepreneur out there where you say, that person's doing cool things? Yeah, like to me, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. I've his, his keynote he did in 2007, 2008, was the one that made me go, wow, that guy, like I, I watched him through a screen, but but when it finished, I kind of stood up and gave him a standing ovation in my lounge room, which felt <laughs> very awkward and strange. But I was, I was so, I was just so captured by who he was and who he still is. But just, just what he's doing with online video, I think I, I'm, I'm watching him very closely. And if there's anybody I'm reverse engineering, it's him. It, you know, instead of wanting to ask him what he's doing, I'm just watching what he's doing very closely and having my team monitor that. And then just kind of see what's working and then we, we're just doing the same thing. Hmm. So, and, and it's been working incredibly well. It's been working incredibly well. I, I, my workshop business is purely social media built. So I, I, I'm able to fill up all my workshops throughout the year because of social media. I build up social currency throughout the year by giving value and by sharing the lessons that I learned. And then when I open up a workshop of 50 people, it gets filled out within two weeks. Oh, it's crazy. That's great. I well, love social media. And Gary has been sort of an inspiration to so many people. And, you know, even to me, I actually had the honor about 2007. I actually had the honor of actually having him in my car for an hour uh, because, what? yeah, so Gary spoke at an organization in Austin uh, where I live and he was the keynote speaker for a dinner and somebody had to pick him up at the hotel and get him over to the dinner and it was sort of rush hour. So it was going to be a long time. And I, I was the one who volunteered to do it. I was like, I'm, I'm totally doing that. So on the drive to his speech, he was on his cell phone. He did some work the whole time. I didn't really talk to him. I sort of was more his chauffeur. But on the way back, because mm. it was late and after business hours, he wasn't on his phone. So I had him on the way back for about 40 minutes, 35 minutes back to his hotel. And I always remember we were talking about the business and just business and marketing yourself and doing things. But then I asked him, if you had Gary Vaynerchuk in your car for 25 minutes, what would you ask him? And it was so interesting <laughs> to watch him sort of step back and he sort of turned off the, the sort of Gary and he was like, wow, that's a good question. Right. And he just started talking from his heart about who he was and, and how he grew up and what people never ask him that he wished they asked him. And so that he's always, even though I've seen him shoot from sort of relatively known to extremely well-known over the past seven or eight years mm. since that happened, I've always known that he has this side of him that's just Gary. And I've always been very impressed 
uh, that he's been able to to take that piece and then amplify it up to this huge level. So yeah, he doesn't necessarily remember me, but I had him in my car for round trip to a speech he gave. So. Oh, you should totally call in the favor now. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I drove you to that speech? Now I need your help. Yeah, yeah exactly. March 14, 2007, Gary, you that's bastard. <laughs> Time to give back, mate. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That was, hey, it was at least four bucks worth of gas. So come on. Oh, hey. <laughs> mate. And seriously, that's, just, that's been 10 years since you planted that damn seed. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe I'll tweet him when this ends. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, tweet him. <laughs> so the last question is, is I think that in addition to wanting to make money, I think entrepreneurs want to leave a mark behind. So I love to ask people who come on the show, what is it that you do to give back to the greater good? As I'm learning my lessons, Tom, I turn them all into video form and I post them. And to me, that, that's how you can give back at scale because video is how you do most things at scale. So that, that's, that's my way of giving back is as I'm learning different things that I find really useful on my journey, as I meet really cool people and learn things from them, I turn all the lessons into videos and I make them engaging as I can and I post them up to share. And, right. and to me, worst case scenario, Tom, this is just a video diary I'm leaving all of my children. <laughs> you know, one day something tragic might happen. This is, this is the best life insurance plan that I have is that as I'm learning, as I'm going through difficulties, I create videos and I post them. And I share them with the world. Well, and, and, and I, think so, that is, I think that is great. And I often wonder just with the stuff that I have, I often wonder if my kids will go back and watch it or, or one day my grandkids yeah. would listen to, you know, interviews like this on cool things entrepreneurs do. They go, will. Hey, you know, my grandfather used to get they people will. to tell them really cool stuff. Yeah. And, and you, this is how you can live on after you're gone. And it's how you can influence your family after you're gone. Like to me, there's... You know, I'm giving back. That, that I would say that's the number two reason. The number one reason is it's for my children. Mm-hmm. It's for my kids if something happens to me or if, you know, I die early or whatever it may be. But to me, this is, again, my insurance so that I'm, I'm able to share more of who I am with them and they can see their dad in his 30s as he was chasing a dream, as he gets setbacks. I think it's really valuable. No, and, and I, I think that's great. And everybody should check, check out those videos that you have. And they can link to those from your website. Yeah, yeah. It generally, it's on social media, so awesome. on uh, my social media page. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for agreeing to sort of jump on the call and be part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do show and for sharing your story. I think you had a lot of great insights. I think there's a lot that people can learn from you. So if anybody's listening and, and some little nugget stood out, jump over to his website and find out more. And also, if you're planning some big event and you need a keynote speaker who is going to wow your crowd, I got to give a big thumbs up because I think Ben does a great job. And this comes from somebody I've given 600 professional speeches in my career. I'm pretty critical of other speakers, and I don't give the big thumbs up to everybody. And this guy's great. So if you're looking for a speaker, I'm 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 giving the uh, the cool things endorsement right here. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. <laughs> and for those of you who listened, I say it every time. If it wasn't for the audience, we wouldn't have a show. The show's growing. We have so many more listeners in the last couple months. I don't know what we're doing right, uh, but more people are downloading the show than at any time before. We are quickly closing in on episode 300. Uh, that's going to come up in just a couple of months, and I'm still overwhelmed that over the last three years, I've had the honor to interview really cool people 
like Vin Zhang. So thank you for listening and thank you for telling your friends. If you like the show, jump over to iTunes and leave a review. For some reason, it just makes my whole day brighter when I get a new review for the show from somebody who likes it. And you can see us on uh, Facebook. There's the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do page there. There's also Twitter, at Cool Podcast. And then finally... If you want to get involved with the Potential Mastermind Group, the online coaching program, just go to PotentialMastermind.com. We have a small but mighty group who are all working to get closer to our potential. And if you've been looking for a group coaching program, it's affordable and we're actually having some progress for some people in the group. I think it might be a good fit for many of you. Now's the time to join. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple of days with another interview with somebody just as cool as Vin. But in the meantime, you go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.